Hey everybody, it's Noor Kidwai here with God, yay or nay. Thanks for tuning in. I decided to make this my first podcast. I took a vacation recently to Mexico. I did a six-ceremony ayahuasca retreat. If you don't know what ayahuasca is, this is the right uh, podcast for you because I'm going to fill you in and I'm going to show you each one of my six ceremonies, which ended up being like a completely different experience on each one. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, my whole, The reason I want to make this my first podcast is because my podcast, God, yay or nay, I want to make it about growth, self-development and consciousness. And all three of these themes just fits so perfectly with ayahuasca and what it is. Now let me give you an idea of what ayahuasca is if you haven't really uh or if you're not very familiar with it. Ayahuasca is made from uh two plants in the Amazon rainforest. Uh they come together and uh they produce a little tea that we drink and we it's a plant medicine slash very potent psychedelic. It's uh it is a psychedelic, let me tell you that much. Um, people have been doing this for thousands of years, so uh, it's a completely safe um, safe uh, thing to ingest, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, the psychedelic component, though, that can sometimes be a little scary for people, but uh, trust me, this thing is so amazing. It's so good for healing. Um, the psychedelic chemical is called DMT. This is what's actually making you have uh, different visions or different experiences that are uh, labeled psychedelic. Uh, DMT is actually released in your own mind. This is a chemical that's inside you already. Uh, it's released in your own mind um, when you're dreaming or when you have a near-death experience. They say DMT floods the brain. Um, so DMT is completely safe. It's in every single plant in the world almost. So you're ingesting DMT all the time. Uh, just the combination in ayahuasca has some sort of uh, chemical reaction that allows the DMT to actually uh, be used in a psychedelic way in your mind. Um, but let me tell you what ayahuasca really is. Like one thing I love now is that ayahuasca is starting to become a little bit mainstream. Uh, you hear it in the whole cultural zeitgeist now. Um, what ayahuasca is, it is a plant medicine. It heals us. You can see it heals people of like different trauma, PTSD, addiction, um, ayahuasca has such a good reputation with all of these i've heard so many stories now of different people who've done it and got off of hard drugs and like uh, got their life on order and got rid of ptsd of like stuff that's just been bothering them like sexual abuse or like actual like going into war zones and stuff like that like stuff that actually like gets into your body and it just sticks there as a fear and ayahuasca actually helps heal that it's a very healing amazing drug it uh, it also uh, it opens you up. It's a teacher as well. Like uh, the plant medicine is a teacher. When you uh, start using ayahuasca a few times, you'll actually start seeing like, oh my god, like this this substance, this plant is actually trying to teach me something. It's it's insane. I and like the one thing I've noticed just from my experiences and from all the different uh, people I've talked to who've done it. Um, the one, uh, some of the things that it teaches us that have commonality is uh, it's always telling us to be present. It's a very like uh, be present, pay attention to your life, pay attention to life as itself, how it's unwinding. Uh, put your 
attention to uh, the details of the things that you're doing in life, your relationships, always be attentive in those and open up in them. Um, these are the common themes I see all the time when I hear people talk about their ayahuasca stories and uh, especially relationships. You'll notice if you do ayahuasca enough, it'll take you on like a journey and show you everything you want to know about every kind of relationship in your life. Some of the most loving, family, friends, acquaintances, enemies, every type of relationship will show you it and it'll actually show you uh, different dynamics of it and let you see it in a different way and allow you to open up more in those relationships because it wants you to be more open, more present, and live your life more fully. This is what this plant medicine does. It's absolutely insane. Um, and when you... Uh, do it the more you do it and the more of a relationship you have with it it's uh it's just it's amazing it opens you up to some sort of intelligence that's so much bigger than us it really makes you feel that and um, this is coming from a guy who's always been a skeptical dude i've always been skeptical um but now i've done uh, ayahuasca 13 times I did it seven before this trip, and then I did it six more times. By the time I did ayahuasca on my fourth or fifth time, I was just completely convinced, like, okay, this has access to some sort of intelligence that's just so much greater than us. Like, I just can't believe it. I It it blows my mind, and that's why I want to share this uh share this experience I've had on the sixth ceremony retreat and uh, let you uh, guys... Uh, I hope to inspire you and hopefully maybe you guys can try it yourself or at least uh, be a little bit more open to when other people are trying it. Um, a couple other things about uh, ayahuasca, just so you understand what it is. Uh, it also cleans your body out. So this is why I, a lot of people will say this is not a fun psychedelic. This isn't mushrooms or acid, which uh, if you ever done those things, you know those can be like a lot of fun. It can be something you do and go on a hike or something. This is not what ayahuasca is. Like ayahuasca will clean out your body, and like that's why some people do things which we call purging. You might actually uh, vomit. You might actually have diarrhea, and then there's like a few other ways of purging, like shivering, fever, um, shaking. Uh, just like a lot of di crying, laughter, like uh, different ways of releasing energy and cleaning out your body. Um, but vomiting um, tends to be the one that most people uh, will end up doing at least the first few times they do ayahuasca. For me, I the first few times I always vomited and then I just kind of stopped vomiting thinking that maybe I kind of cleaned out a lot of stuff so I didn't need to vomit anymore. But uh, you'll notice when you do like vomit, You'll feel like a release of like energy, some like negative stuff that's holding you back and you vomit it out. And hey, I don't even know what to say. It's just crazy. It's amazing. And uh, I love it. So uh, this retreat I went on, it was in Mexico. Uh, Baclalar is the place it was at, a nice little lake. Um, there were 17 of us. We ended up going on this retreat. Uh, it was six ceremonies over 12 days, pretty much, or 11 days, I think it was. Um, we had a great time pretty much every ceremony we go and do it in a thing we called uh what would we call it it was basically like a big giant tp kind of uh thing i even i can't even remember what the word was uh for what we called it but we do it in the dark you uh when the, it gets down to the dark we light some candles just so we can take the drink and everybody around takes the drink and then we go and lay back 
And uh, we had some uh, people from the Amazon who were there who were very experienced in the medicine. They were singing songs. Uh, that kind of helps uh, keep us aligned uh, during our trips because sometimes it can get a little wonky. And uh, those songs are just very beautiful and they help you uh, stay leveled uh, during the trip. It, uh, it's very, very, very nice to have people singing. Um, so we did this, 17 people. All of us came in. We all had different issues we uh, kind of wanted to work on. And uh, one thing that I think is really good if you're going in to do some sort of ayahuasca retreat like this, or even if you're just going to dry ayahuasca once or twice, um, you want to have kind of an intention while you're going into it. Uh, that intention doesn't have to be so specific. It can be a little bit broad. When I first started uh, going and doing ayahuasca, my intention was just kind of like, hey, give me what I need or show me what I need. Like those kind of intentions. So like that's such a broad intention which it almost is just like hey medicine like what do i need give it to me kind of thing but uh, this time i had a lot more of a narrow intention uh so this is my intention going into this six ceremonies what i wanted to really work on uh i wanted to work on confidence all right i wanted to believe in myself because i've noticed in the last year um or in the last few months especially i've uh I like I'm a comedian. Uh if you don't know that, a lot of people who are listening probably know I'm a stand-up comedian. I've been doing it for years. I love it and uh I'm I'm really good. I'm getting uh better and better all the time. And uh one thing I've been noticing lately is uh there is a part of me that just doesn't believe in myself. And even if I go on stage and I'm killing it and I'm having a great show, like even sometimes I come off and people who know me can be like, "Man, you're awesome, but like there's just something about you. You're just you don't quite believe in yourself. That confidence isn't there. And I've noticed it in myself. Like sometimes I just have so much doubt, so much fears. It's um, it's something that's just not good for the kind of uh, life I'm trying to live here. I'm tr I want to be a comedian. I want to be able to support myself doing this. And I have to believe in myself. And so this was something that I've just been noticing in the last few months is like I don't have that pure belief in myself, that confidence that's unshakable. And that's what I want. And so this was a big thing about going into this uh, ceremony. That was my main intention. Uh, the secondary intention that I did have is uh, in the last year, I've had a lot of pain in my back and my shoulders, especially my left shoulder. Uh, my left shoulder has always been rolling up on me and I always want to keep my shoulders back, stand straight. But uh, it's just like my shoulder just like I was in so much pain. It would always roll forward just because it even just putting it up straight was just such a such a hassle. And it just hurt my back so much. So I had a bad shoulder. Uh, on top of that, I had this chest pain that was probably in the same vein as my shoulder. And that chest pain, it um, the one thing about it, that was like a tightness in the chest and a pain that... Uh, even like sometimes if I would like smoke a joint or something, all of a sudden that pain would just be coming up and like a part of me kind of thinks like, oh, this is where my heart is. So like a part of me was always getting like paranoid, like, oh my God, is something wrong with my heart? And uh, like, I'm only in my 30s, like what's going on? And it was uh, 
very, very scary thing to have happen. So this chest pain was one thing that uh, I was pretty sure it had something to do with my muscles. But like a part of me was also like scared. It had something to do with my heart. I had this shoulder pain. And then in my hips, my hips were just constantly, constantly tight all the time. Same with my lower back. So like I just had all this pain that was just making me always uncomfortable, always fidgety and like always can't even sit still and trying to stretch out all my uh, back and my hips all the time. And it was uh, very annoying. So that was my secondary intention. So my intentions were, uh, just to repeat, build confidence, believe in myself. And then number two, get rid of my pain, shoulder, chest, lower back, hips. And this was my intentions going in to my sixth ceremony ayahuasca retreat. All right, so let's start this. Guys, we'll start with my first ceremony. And the one thing you're going to love about this, uh, all these ceremonies is every single ceremony was different. Every single ceremony, I took the exact same dosage of ayahuasca and every single ceremony was different. So this first one, I got in there, I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm really, really nervous. And a big part of it was because of that chest pain. Like in the back of my head, even though I'm trying to tell myself that's stupid, the belief, like it's just a muscle pain and it has nothing to do with your heart. In the back of my head, I'm just kind of thinking like, oh my God, like if this is my heart and I go into an ayahuasca trip, like what happens if it just starts beating and what happens if it can't handle it? I get a heart attack and I die, you know, all that stupid uh, thoughts are just in my head. And uh, yeah, when you're going into do a very... <laughs> potent psychedelic those thoughts aren't very nice um i'll tell you that much but this is how i uh started the trip so i take the ayahuasca shoot it down and i uh, go back to my mat and just kind of lay down and i just wait for it to kick in now it always usually takes about 45 minutes to an hour for me this one kicked in after 15 minutes so what happened first that i i started kicking in it was it started at my navel in my stomach all of a sudden like uh, the muscles in there just started loosening up and then like a uh, muscle in there just started twitching. So now my stomach just starts twitching, which is just the weirdest, like, I don't know, it's just weird as heck. Like the muscles just twitching and it was twitching like really hard for about like 20 minutes, just twitching. And then my hips, they start shaking. And uh, like I said, I have very, very tight hips, but uh, this was really hilarious because you, I, they just start shaking and it was just doing it by itself. But you can actually kind of feel like a lot of the tension and energy was just getting released in my hips. So it was kind of nice. I was like, OK, like the navel's twitching, which I'm not really I don't really like that. But uh, the hips are uh, kind of uh, shaking out all that tension uh, that I really do like. Um, and then all of a sudden I did feel my chest, my chest tightness came up and like a part of my fear was coming up and I was like, no fucking way. This is going to be my heart right off the bat. And like, so that fear just came up, but right away, like, uh, the medicine just showed me, like, it just put that belief in me. It just put it in like, you're fine. Like, this is not your heart. This is your muscles. You're fine. You have a strong heart and it put this belief in me of like, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I have a strong heart, and it just put it in me, and it just kept repeating it to me, and it just said, uh, it was teaching me, this is what it was teaching me, it was teaching me that you want to have a conviction that you are healthy, repeat it to yourself, that I'm healthy, 
I have a good heart. I have a strong heart, and like repeat it to yourself. It was showing me like when you have those fears about your health, and you constantly put your head on thinking about it, you end up like uh, deteriorating your health slowly just by uh, just by thinking about it, and then putting your body into those stressful situations. Because like whenever you start worrying, your body starts stressing. So it was showing me this shit, and it's showing me it's the exact when you have a conviction that you're healthy, you put your body into a healthy mindset, and your body, your biochemistry in your body is healthy too. So it just kept it put this conviction in me that I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I have a good heart, and like all these thoughts were just getting repeated to myself constantly, and I was and I felt amazing. It really did like that. Like all of a sudden, that whole fear of my heart, everything just left. And it was gone, and I was just like, "Oh my God!" Like I'm ready to take on this uh, six ceremonies. I'm ready to do it. Like all that nervousness was gone. You know. So now, like my actual uh, trip uh, ended up starting. So like besides, like I said, my hips they were shaking all night. My stomach, uh, the twitching ended up going away after about fifteen twenty minutes, and then the hips were just shaking all night, and I could just feel it loosening up my hips and the tension going away. Um, but like then the medicine it started teaching me and this whole trip uh, ended up being about masculinity so the medicine was trying to talk or teach me about masculinity and how parts of masculinity i'm not um allowing into my life um yeah like uh i'll tell you like i i am like when it comes to masculinity and femininity like i have a lot of uh, my fem feminine side uh pretty damn good like i have a good fem feminine side i'm uh i'm a very kind nurturing person and uh, i'm very open in that kind of sense and uh it was showing me how my masculine side i i don't have that balance there and i have to get parts of the masculine side like up and like hey we're talking about confidence and believing my in myself that's my intention so this is like right up there with it so like when it came to the masculine side, it like it was really putting this confidence in me of like me saying like, hey, I'm a man. I can be that man, even though like uh, I can be that man who gets what he wants. You know, I can be that confident, unapologetic man, but I'm honest and unwavering. I go after what I want. This is the kind of man I want to be. And it was showing me like how. I sometimes have like a negative view of masculinity because I see people who are overly aggressive or just douchebags and I, I get repulsed by that. And I, but they were showing me like, hey, there's actual good, um, there's actual like good sides to masculinity and you want to take those good sides and you don't need to be those aggressive douchebags. You, you can, you don't, you can do the masculine part of it without, uh, without that. Like, I can be confident, I can be unapologetic, unwavering, going after what I want and taking it without being a douchebag. And it was showing me how a man, how, like, you're supposed to be as, like, a man who stands tall and stands firm and don't, and be unwavering. This was what it was showing me as a masculinity and was putting it into me. And then it started showing me, <laughs> this, this made me laugh, it started showing me, uh, visions of like texas and stuff and it was like uh it showed me visions of myself and like uh in like uh those like just big muscles on myself and um sunglasses like uh ones you would see like some like 
like Texas dude wearing and it was showing me like Texas kid why like that's my name so I don't know I thought that was hilarious but it was just like because I know like when it comes to like Texas I'm not shitting on Texas uh sorry but like I, those kind of like Texas guys who are like just everything about being aggression and like bodybuilders and stuff like that that kind of whole attitude like uh I, I've always found that silly and I just never liked it and I was always turned off by it but it was showing me like parts of that attitude is something you want like bring it into yourself so it was showing me like myself and with like just filled with muscles with the sunglasses on and it was like texas kid why texas newer and i was just i don't know i was laughing my ass off at this whole idea of it but uh i liked it too because it was filling me with this like masculine energy of standing firm and being that unapologetic person like that th that was uh, like the attributes of that texas man who says like hey this is who i am and i don't give a shit what you think like that's what it was putting into me and that's like though that part of uh, masculinity is beautiful and i and this is what i'm going to work hard in now to uh to um, actually put into my own life and into my own character because uh, that was uh, a beautiful teaching that ayahuasca was giving me like hey this this part of masculinity you can use you need it you don't need to be the aggressive guy but this is what you want and uh, i needed that um, it actually even started showing me um actual comedians in real life um, one of them being, uh, if you ever watched that show, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, Dennis Reynolds. Like it showed me Dennis Reynolds, who's my favorite char character on that show. But uh, it showed me like how he's like that uh, kind of like tries to play the alpha male kind of character on that show. And uh, he has this cocky arrogance to him. And um, it was showing me like this kind of cocky arrogance like it's one of the reasons people love him so much and they find him so funny and he's he's so unapologetic and he has this cockiness and arrogance to him that just helps his comedy so much and it was kind of showing me like these kind of things it was showing me another a few other comics or just people in my regular life but um they're showing me these kind of things this kind of confidence people love it and this is the reason they get uh uh, people love to follow these um, sort of comedians is because uh, they can actually look at that confidence and cockiness and it makes them laugh and they would it's stuff that they wish they kind of had and like I, I saw it like so I was when I was looking at this I was uh, actually like learning like okay like this these are kind of attributes that uh, I can actually learn to put into my even my comedy act uh, to have a little bit of arrogance and cockiness in there because that just makes uh, people like like you more and they, it makes people actually more like uh, responsive to your material as well which sometimes I've noticed like I have great material but sometimes I don't say it with that uh, assuredness and uh, it takes away from like the delivery of that material so yeah this was my my first uh, ceremony it was all about um, it was all about this uh, masculinity pretty much it was shaking out my hips uh, which was nice my hips felt a lot better the next day even though they were still tight the next day but uh that right there for the most part was ceremony one um let me see do i have anything else on here to put in there no that was uh basically ceremony one right there and uh taught me a lot about masculinity and uh 
I like, yeah, I've been back in uh, Toronto for about a week now and I've been uh, going to the clubs and uh, I can definitely see a change in my confidence on, uh, on stage. And, um, uh, yeah, this cockiness, arrogance thing, I don't quite have that down. This is something I'm going to have to search for a little bit more, but, um, my confidence is already through the roof compared to when I first, uh, before, I went to this uh, ayahuasca retreat. So I've already seen this uh, change already kind of happen and take place. So that's one good thing I'm uh, really uh, happy about right now. Okay, so ceremony two. Uh, so we took a day off after the first ceremony and then the second ceremony uh, we went uh, So uh, after the day off. So it was two days after coming into this one i was like all right the first one was good let's uh check this one out so took the same dosage like i said and uh this one hit me fast again it was uh within 15 minutes and uh this like so within 15 minutes i'm just uh sitting there waiting for it to kick in and all of a sudden i hear this uh just this high frequency pitch just engulf my whole head it started in my ears and then it just engulfed every part of me that i like it was so intense like i was sitting up i had to just like lay down on my mat and i was just like um yeah this high pitch just kind of was just like until it just engulfed every part of my being and just took me completely out of my body and uh i was just seeing visions and i was just in another I don't even know how to say it. Like, I want to say, like, I'm in another dimension. I don't even know what the hell that means, really. But, like, I'm in some place I'm just completely unfamiliar with. It was very, very weird. And, uh, like, the first hour, I was just, I didn't even know where I was. Like, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't really, uh, pinpoint any aspect of where my body was or any, anything about where any part of me was. The only thing I, and this is what I try to tell people if they ever do an ayahuasca for uh, the first time is uh, try to do some breathing exercises where you just bring your attention to your breath. Because when you get into spots like these in ayahuasca, which doesn't happen every ceremony, but they will happen once in a while, uh, you always have your breath. You can always return your attention to your breath and that will always ground you and make you feel fine. Because like at this point, I'm, I'm in another fucking place and like I said, I just have all these visions and a like presence like that I'm just I I've never felt before. And like the visions were just so out there that I can't even like put words to what they were. And they had like a weight to them. Like um, it almost felt like uh, if I did ever feel my body, it felt like I was getting pressed down by these visions. But then even that like whole feeling of my body went away and then I'm just like lost in some sort of like actual vision. It was very crazy. This was just how I entered the trip. It lasted about an hour and then I kind of came back down to a level where I was much more comfortable at um, and I could actually work with the medicine a little bit. And when I once I came down to this level, um, I I don't know, when you're... I I was in a good spot where I was actually like talking to the medicine. So when you actually get to a point where uh, you've done ayahuasca enough that you're comfortable with it, maybe even this is on your first time. Some people do it on their first time if they get do it and they're very comfortable with it. You can actually talk to the medicine. You can actually just ask it a question and it'll bring you an answer. It's absolutely insane. So uh, I was there. 
I was in this spot. So I came out of these visions and like all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I know where I am. I'm feeling good. I'm on the medicine. Like I'm right in the middle of a trip. Like let's ask ayahuasca a question. So what first thing I asked, I'm like, what should I write next? I was thinking about comedy. I'm like, what what should I write about next? And uh, right away it gave me an answer and uh, it uh, gave me a bit that I was working on like three, four months ago that uh, I was doing, I was writing about. And then I kind of tossed it to the side because I was like, all right, this isn't ready or I wasn't really liking it at the time. And I kind of tossed it away. And uh, yeah, it gave me that bit like right there. And I was like, this is what you need to be working on. And I was just like, oh shit, like (laughs) that was kind of nice of uh, you to give me that. Um, but though medicine like kept communicating with me about how I approach my writing and uh, it was uh, pretty much telling me about how to keep energy flowing in your writing because that's how um, in any kind of creative work or any kind of just work in life is like you want to keep energy flowing. Um, it was showing me how if you if you keep energy flowing and constantly in movement, like when you're writing, just keep writing. And once you get a block, go to something else. Then if you're in a writer's block and you can't write, go do something else. Go write something else or even just go do something else and keep energy flowing. Because it was showing like if energy's flowing, it always gets across any block or barrier. That shit's easy. Energy and your consciousness and how it works will always surpass any of those barriers or blocks. It's as if you keep it flowing. It was showing me though in my life when I have these troubles with um when I have these troubles with a writing block, writer's block, or any kind of block in like maybe relationships, uh, any kind of thing in your life where you have a block and you just stop. How many, how many of us do that? We just stop. And then it's so easy to stop in our culture. We got freaking Netflix we can go binge watch. We got our phones we can just go uh, occupy our time. So this is what I do. I would like stop and just like kind of wait and be like, all right, I'll wait until... Um, I get uh, some more creative energy flow my way and like I feel like writing and I'll stop. And it's like, no, that when you do that, you kill your energy. You move to a lower energy level, which creativity or true creativity doesn't exist in. And you just killed your momentum. But if you keep your energy flowing, sometimes that means to just write about other shit when you can't write or maybe go to the gym or maybe do something that's actually... um, keeping your um, energy and your attention flowing and uh, actually making sure that you're present, this will end up always uh, leading to uh, leading you to where you need to go. And you'll always get that creative energy boost. And uh, yeah, so showing me this and it just ended up filling me up with so much confidence. Like this one, this trip was just so amazing. It just started uh, showing me um or it just stepped uh, started like giving me confidence and just like showing me like you're just a great comedian and it just kept saying that to me like you're so fucking good at comedy you're gonna kill it you're gonna kill it and it was just giving me this uh belief in myself um and it's this conviction and like like i said from the first ceremony remember i was talking about having a belief in yourself about your health about having like a healthy heart or just being a healthy person and I was going, I'm fucking healthy, that belief will create it because if you're you're constantly thinking that way, your mind will be constantly focused that way that it'll just create that reality. 
and uh, it was showing me the same thing with your comedy. If you create that conviction of I'm a fucking great comedian and I'm going to kill it and I'm going to be awesome and I'm going to get my opportunities. If I create that conviction in myself, it'll still be it'll um, create that reality and it'll like screw all those doubts. Like uh, if I have enough of that convic- conviction, those doubts those fears, they won't be able to enter my consciousness. And when I see them enter, I can get rid of them because um, I have enough conscious attention now that I can stick with my conviction of like, I'm an amazing comedian. And that makes it that I'm going to get what I want and I'm going to create that reality. So I was really putting that conviction in myself. And it was amazing. Uh, on top of that, my hips and my uh, my hips, my legs, they were vibrating all night. Like when I say like vibrating, I'm talking about a much higher frequency than the night before the ceremony before where they were shaking. Like the first ceremony, they were shaking, like just kind of going up and down shaking. And uh, uh, this ceremony, it was vibrating. Like it was at such a high frequency, like I can't even like mimic it. And um, the... You can just feel tension in my hips and lower back just leave my body. The next day, my hips and lower back were so loose and they felt amazing. Uh, I couldn't believe how uh, cool it actually uh, it was. You know, and uh, like I said, uh, the maestros, these are the guys who uh, are the very experienced with the medicine. So they're singing during the whole ceremony. And sometimes, like, so what they say, um, if you go down to the Amazon, and what the maestros say is, like, they're singing because they can see your energies, um, and they can see, like, what's uh, uh, what's ailing you or what you need, and uh, they'll actually sing a song that uh, kind of changes the frequency of your body, and, uh, and, like, it heals you pretty much. I don't, like... <laughs> I I know I'm a skeptical guy so like I don't even know what that means really but uh just from being in that room when they were singing to me I I felt my energy changing like they came around and they like the one guy came in front of me and started singing towards me and I can tell he's singing at me and all of a sudden I felt my energy and my body just completely change and I felt it like go from like my whole body all the way up to my head and it was uh I don't know what was happening in my head, but all of a sudden I felt a switch. And like when that switch happened in my head, I literally popped up off my mat and I was just like, I want to share. I want to share. Like I just started saying that, like I want to share. And it just put this like, um, it put this mindset in me of like, I want to share everything. And like, cause I know I've had a fear sometimes, like I've even like, I've been doing this podcast. I've been thinking of it for a long time. I've been, I have so much comedy stuff that I just don't put out there. And I'm like, I'm scared. I got like, uh, I have these fears of like, what if, or I'm a perfectionist. Like, is this not right? Is this not perfect? Like everything has to be perfect, but no, this is, uh, this is, I just want to share. And like that when the, uh, maestro was singing to me and i felt my energy popping up to my head and then it just flipped and i just jumped up and i'm like i want to share i want to share i want to give this shit out to people i want people to hear what i have to say and i was so confident i felt so good about myself like i just couldn't believe it 
It was like uh, absolutely amazing. And like this has stayed with me since I've done this and with ayahuasca. Like I'm back a week already and I'm already sharing more. I'm already uh, doing these podcasts. I'm getting my website done. I'm like it stayed with me. I like I couldn't fucking believe it. It was absolutely amazing. So that was ceremony two. So let's move on. All right, ceremony number three. Okay, so this one was a lot more gentle. Uh, Ceremony number two, I think you remember how I started off with just an insane out-of-world experience that I uh, wasn't, uh, (laughs) it was very unsettling. I wasn't uh, very happy with that. Uh, This one started off extremely gentle. Um, So it started off, it took a little bit longer than the 15 minutes that it was usually taken. And uh, once I got into the trip, I just started, I, I started seeing like some visions, right? Um, they're very slight visions and they're like landscapes almost, like just uh, very plain, plain landscapes. And they were just kind of entering into my uh, field of vision and just, uh, yeah, and I'm just kind of sitting there observing these visions and just kind of like going, okay. And I let, I just kind of let them go. And uh, honestly, I, for about half an hour to 45 minutes, I'm just sitting there. I'm watching these visions just kind of come in and come and go. And they're just like, like I said, they're just like very plain landscape visions. And it was like nothing. Like it was just like whatever. And this is the first time I've ever said this on ayahuasca. But like I was sitting there and I was just like straight up bored. I was bored. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like maybe I should take more medicine. Like this is just like boring as hell. You know, and then all of a sudden I'm just sitting there and this boredom just started growing in me. Like it like actually I felt it like just growing. Like I was just getting so much bored so more so much more bored and restless and it just kept growing and growing. And then all of a sudden it hit me and I'm just like, Holy shit, this is the medicine showing me something right now. And like all of a sudden it was showing me, it was showing me about my boredom and just in life and like how much uh, of my life like how I am when I'm bored and how shitty of an energy boredom is how low and pathetic of an energy boredom is and how I spend my time like when I'm bored how I would just like go on my phone and waste so much time and it was just showing me how much uh yeah how much time I waste when I'm bored and like uh basically just uh yeah, basically just uh, repeating the cycle of boredom constantly just because I just uh, demand something to be good enough to take my attention, you know? Like I demand like something on my phone or something on the television or something. I'm like, oh, give me something that's going to take my attention. Otherwise, I'm just going to be bored and sit in there going, oh, what's going to take away my boredom? And it was showing me how pathetic boredom is and how low of an energy and how unuseful it is as an energy. And so I was just like, okay. So like really opened my eyes to boredom and like making me go like, okay, I do spend a lot of my time in that bored state expecting to be entertained, which is not good at all. So I, I kind of was like, okay, so what do I need? And then it showed me curiosity. And like, this is what it showed me. It showed me curiosity and it like put curiosity in me. Um, I don't know, like if you sometimes you'll hear people say when they're on ayahuasca, they sometimes feel like there's something working on them. Like they've like I've heard people say like, oh, it feels like aliens are working on my mind and my body and stuff. 
like uh yeah i don't think they're aliens or anything but like i you you will feel like stuff working on your body and on your mind like yeah you'll feel like it seems like you can actually feel things like taking connections that in your mind that are useless and getting rid of them and making new connections like you can feel it in your mind and when like this curiosity thing happened and i felt uh, curiosity it put it inside me and it started showing me curiosity i felt it in my mind and it started showing me what curiosity is and how it's always asking questions always searching how it's never satisfied it's always unveiling digging up like if you have curiosity you'll never be bored that's what it was showing me boredom doesn't exist when you're in that curiosity state it was showing me how curiosity is such a higher energy level than uh, boredom and that's true when you're curious you're probably even sitting different when you're uh, think about it, if you're bored, you're usually slouching, or and you're just like, you know, you're just in that like how low of an energy level. And then when you're curious, your spine is erect, you're up, you're searching, you're trying to find, you're digging. This is what curiosity is, and this is what it was showing me. And it was showing me like all night. It started to show me how to add curiosity to my life. How like it was showing me in this podcast how to constantly be curious constantly be asking questions this is what's going to make my podcast great and it was showing me in my comedy it was like if i'm curious about so much shit in my writing my writing is just going to have so much more depth through it because i'm going to constantly be searching out the extra things about what i'm writing about i'm going to search out uh you know what what like if i'm writing about a topic i'll search out every part of that topic and my comedy is going to have so much more depth because of that so like it put curiosity in my head and fucking implanted it in there it was like it was amazing and like i really uh i really felt that uh that curiosity in me and um like i said it feels like something's working on your head and actually like making new connections so like that was such a beautiful gift to receive uh from ayahuasca so um then near the end of my ceremony on this uh third ceremony started working on my shoulder baby like i said my shoulder was fucking killing me for the last year and uh all of a sudden like um it started working on my shoulder and like this is how i was working on it it would shake my shoulder back and forth um you'll just it just felt it like it was just shaking back and forth it didn't hurt or anything and then just like i just felt it. it was just shaking it and i was getting it into a rhythm and you could feel like uh, there was like a certain frequency of this shaking of um, how fast it should be shaking my shoulder. And I'm like saying, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting back and letting the medicine do what it's doing. Like when it started working on my shoulder, I was just happy. I'm like, okay, like if ayahuasca fixes my shoulder, I'm going to be like, this is like the most amazing thing ever. So it started shaking my shoulder, getting it to a frequency Um that uh, you can tell it was just measuring it, waiting until it was at that frequency. And once it got there, it started pulling it. So it would shake my shoulder, get it to a frequency, and pull. And then shake and pull. And it just kept doing that all night. And you can feel that every time it was pulling, it was like switching the position of my shoulder. And every once in a while, it would pull it like in different directions and twist it. And like sometimes I felt like it almost dislocated my shoulder. Like this is how much twisting and pulling it was doing. But like, 
there was actually like no pain at all. Like it was just because of how it was shaking my shoulder, which my shoulders never shake like that. Um, it was just taking so much tension off of different muscles and stuff. And then it would pull and just like put it in like a different place. And I couldn't believe it. I like I honestly like it, it was amazing to feel. So I woke up in the morning. That was my ceremony number three. Uh, my shoulder pain was still there though. So like uh, it didn't fix anything, but um, it was uh, it was a little bit better. And like I was working on it and shaking it out all night. So I'm like, hey, I got three more uh, ceremonies. If this thing fixes my shoulder pain, there'll be something else. Let me tell you. But that was ceremony number three. All right, ceremony number four. All right, we're moving along, guys. So now I'm feeling good. Like I'm this. I've already done half of them, and uh, let me give you guys an idea. Like ayahuasca, like it's an uncomfortable drug. No one's gonna like parts of it. You're gonna feel bliss, love, gratefulness. Some of the most beautiful parts, beautiful things you've ever felt in your life. Everybody who comes out of ayahuasca, or at least almost everybody, comes out and they're just like, this is the best experience I've ever had. But it's hard. This isn't an easy experience and it's uncomfortable. Like, this isn't mushrooms or acid. Um, it's, it's its own little, it's its own beast. And uh, it is, it can be very uncomfortable. So, like, doing six ceremonies in 11 days like I was doing, it, it's like... Uh, it's nerve-wracking. Like, a part of my head is kind of going, like, the whole time. Like, am I going to fucking do all six of these? You know? But another part of me is like, hey, like, I came here. I I, I want to believe in myself. I want that confidence. I want that courage and stuff. And, like, another part of building that courage is actually going and taking those six drinks. Like, I don't recommend doing uh, six ceremonies if uh, you're a first-timer. This is something for somebody who wants to dive in deeper into the medicine like I did. And wants to dive in deeper into my own psyche. Like if you do it your first time, do it twice, and that's a good number. And I, I really recommend doing it that second time, not just once. Do it two times so you can dive in twice and uh, check it out. But uh, like I said, now I'm past the halfway point. I'm on my fourth ceremony. Um, um, but the nerves are kind of dying down a bit. I'm kind of like, okay, I'm, I made it halfway. I'm going to make it the other half. Like, let's let's do this. So this was my fourth ceremony. I take the drink. I go and sit down. And uh, within 15 minutes, it's kicking in. And right away, bang, starts working on my shoulder again. And like 15 minutes in, all of a sudden, my shoulder starts shaking and it starts yanking, shaking and yanking, shaking and yanking and just doing it. But this time, like not only was it working on my whole shoulder, it was working on my whole back. And my like now it was like this is it's time to fix everything, and I've never ever felt this kind of uh, sensations before because it was rotating my whole back and it was doing all of this on its own. It would press a certain pressure point in my spine. I could feel it press like different parts of my spine, and my whole body and neck would move and rotate. And I, I would have zero control over it. When it would press a part of my spine, all of a sudden my neck would just fling to one side and my body would rotate that way. And I and like I would be completely frozen in some position just because it's pressing a part of my spine and I can't move 
and then it would press another part of my spine and my neck would uh, swing to the other side, like my head would swing to the other side and my body would rotate it and I would just be stuck into another position just because it's pressing like a part of my spine where nothing can move when it's pressing. And it was just moving my body and rotating it and like taking out uh, different, uh, like it was just putting in uh, position like uh, all my uh, back and muscles and shoulder and shit like everything like repositioning in it and uh, it was a very like this was uncomfortable don't get like me wrong uh the ceremony before where it was working on my shoulder only i didn't have any kind of like discomfort in there i actually it kind of felt kind of cool and it was fun to watch like this one was like a little much just because like it was pressing my back and then putting me in a position where i couldn't move like i was almost like it just felt like i was paralyzed for a second there just because it had like a it was holding me down like i don't know if anybody if you ever had somebody pressure pressure point on you and then all of a sudden you can't move like this is what it was and like but i would then press another one and it would just move me and i could just feel it was just rearranging my whole body so i was trusting the medicine so i was never scared um like i said it was uncomfortable but i had no fear i was just like hey i know this medicine's like doing what's good for me right now and i couldn't believe it and uh, all of a sudden, then the chest pain popped up again. And it was like, I, I could see that it was like, move when it was rotating, it was like taking the tension off my chest pain. And it was like slowly releasing it. And uh, a couple of times that chest pain popped up and it was so sharp. Like, uh, like when you're releasing it, like uh, it brings that pain up for like one more time for you to feel. And like that hurt. I'm not going to lie. It really... Uh, I like when it was releasing this chest pain, it, it, it really was uh, a sharp, sharp pain, but it did release it. Now, this part blew my mind. This like, honestly, this next part blew my mind. When it was releasing this pain, it was showing me where this pain came from and uh, what it showed me. And this happened like a year uh, before I when I moved to Toronto. Um, so I've been living in Toronto for two years. Um, and after the first year in Toronto, I remember like looking around at a lot of the comedians and going like, okay, like in Toronto, a lot of the comedians are just so good at a thing called crowd work. Now, if you don't know what crowd work is, it means when you go up on stage and you don't go into any of your own material, any of your own jokes that you've written, you just go off the top of your head, improvise and just start talking to people and just be funny on yourself. Just make people laugh just being yourself. And um, I remember a year ago, I started looking and being like, okay, this is one thing cool about Toronto that uh, I came from Calgary. We didn't have that in Calgary. In Calgary, a lot of people work on your material, which uh, was good for me starting out. But now I came to Toronto and now it's like, now I need to develop this part of my uh, arsenal. And uh, so I, I remember a year ago, I made a promise to myself, like, I want to work on crowd work. I want to be a really good crowd worker and I want to do what like a lot of comedians in Toronto do. It'll just make me so much better of a comic. And I remember I made that... Uh, promise to myself and I uh, saying I want to do this but honestly I always half-assed it I like because it, it's a very scary thing like don't get me wrong when you go up on stage and you just go off the top of your head there's so much you need to trust in yourself like I, I I'm funny I'll be able to do this like you can completely turn a crowd on it's like if people are just like I don't like this like all of a sudden you have like a whole crowd of people hating you like so it is like a very scary thing to work on crowd work 
because a part of it is like you're going to fail and like you're going to piss off some people in the process. And um, so I'm not going to lie. I didn't really ever work on crowd work that well. I didn't put that much effort into it and I always half-assed it. I worked on it a bit, but I always half-assed it. And it showed me that this fear that I had of actually working on something that I really needed to work on, that fear ended up uh, getting pushed into my subconscious because I didn't want to even face that fear. I started to push it into my subconscious completely out of my conscious attention. And once I pushed that into my subconscious, it started manifesting itself as pain inside my body. And this is where this chest and shoulder pain started to get worse. And it it was showing me like when you put these fears into your um, subconscious, when you push it into your back, like it creates tension in certain parts of your body and different tension for different fears and different uh, pain or whatever it is. But uh, it creates these tension and as the tension gets deeper and deeper, you start developing these kind of pains and stuff. So it was releasing all this pain when it was rotating my body and pressing my spine and like just taking all this tension out of my chest, my shoulders, my back. And just um, once it was taking this pain out, it was showing me that this is where it was coming from. My fear of not actually trying and doing crowd work. And I couldn't believe it. I woke up in the morning my back felt absolutely amazing. My shoulders were just completely like uh, amazing. And uh, now I'm back in Toronto, a week into Toronto after my um, after my uh, retreat. I've been uh, going to clubs and I've been doing crowd work. I've been talking to um, people and um, I love it. Like I've I've actually like just I'm I'm so much more confident right now. It just feels amazing and like. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm glowing. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I talk to people and, like, I have no fear anymore. And, uh, like, even just the other day, I just started talking with somebody. And I just, like, when I usually would, like, talk to somebody, I would just usually say a couple things, maybe get a laugh, and then just dive back into my material. This time, I'm just like, no, I just kept talking with them. And just because I did that, like, we just got deeper and I got into like we just talked about deeper stuff and like we ended up getting like a lot of deeper jokes from it and uh it's been great and my back's been feeling amazing my shoulder I just feel so renewed so like this was ceremony number four probably the best ayahuasca ceremony I've ever had in the sense of just like how that yeah that whole idea of us pushing our pain or our fears in our yeah our fears into our background of our subconscious and just try not to like uh face them and then that actually like builds up pain and tension in your body that blew my fucking mind i couldn't believe it i really couldn't believe that but uh yeah that was ceremony number four that was an amazing one and uh, let me also uh, toss this on uh, ceremony number four too because uh, this was the other thing um, when it was taken away my fears so like this whole this um, whole um, ceremony um, was pretty much about fear so it took away this fear of like crowd work from me in the sense of like this is what you need to do um, but the, the other thing that I have had a fear of in the last uh, year um, uh, it's it comes when it comes to meditation now I meditate I've been meditating for years and years now it's probably one of the best spiritual practices I've ever had and this last year I've been sinking into deeper and deeper meditations it's been absolutely beautiful 
Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I've gotten into some points, which has uh, been like great. Um, when you get into a really deep meditation, though, there's a, a time where you're completely, how, how do I say this? Uh, you're completely like disassociating yourself with your, or disidentifying yourself with your mind and your body and everything. And it like, because uh, you'll notice like when you keep meditating and observing your present moment and your experience, you'll notice that you're always kind of identified with a certain part of your mind, your body or whatever it is. Um, but when you realize that, that, that yourself is completely an illusion, um, it's a very like profound experience, but there is a point in meditation and I've been experiencing this in the last few months where you're about to like completely release your whole sense of self and completely release from that whole idea of who you are. But it's scary because like once you release, like there's a part of your ego that's kind of shit um, like shooting out like, hey, like if you let go of this, like, you may never come back. Like, it feels like you're just going to be completely lost. You might just go into another whatever. I don't know what. But there's a fear there that if you lose your ego or, yeah, if you lose your ego or your sense of self, it's never going to return. So I've been meditating and, like, I'll come to this, uh, into this uh, experience when I'm meditating. And I'm about to, like, kind of, like, actually just completely let go. But I would just like, yeah, my ego just starts kicking in and this fear just starts coming up like really, really strong. And it just kicks me out of that whole meditative space. And uh, just my ego being like, nope, we're not ready to completely let go. Like if you let go, we're done and um, you might never come back. And then that fear has been really strong and it's kind of been messing with my meditation because if I, I do get into a deep meditation and I get to that uh, place again, like it's... Um, I just end up like chickening out and it sucks. Um, so this is an ayahuasca now. I'm in my fourth ceremony. This is near the end. All of a sudden I dealt with this fear and like my back and all of a sudden like everything's starting to feel really good near the end of the ceremony. And uh, all of a sudden I start getting into this meditative spot. Like it just puts me into it and I'm just like, oh shit. And I have zero fear about letting go. Like and I'm feeling it. I'm like, oh, I'm ready to let go. And I did. And I let go. And I completely let go of any kind of uh, attachment to my mind, attachment to my body, anything. It was just completely free, just completely unattached, unclinging. So your mind's just completely free. It's just nothingness. And I just let go into this nothingness that's just amazing. Like the funny thing about this nothingness, it just feels like it's like this universal energy that everything exists and springs from this nothingness. Like they like I I know meditation teachers would say like it is a nothingness but it's like a nothingness that's the most beautiful nothingness ever and I like yeah I like completely unclinged from that and I was just in this uh, beautiful state of mind and I just was able to stay there and be like that and also understand like hey I I can also come back after I'm done this kind of meditation and then come back and my ego will be there. My uh, mind, everything, my body, everything will be there and I don't have to be scared. But I can come out and completely let go and get into this kind of universal nothingness where where everything springs from. Like this is where you kind of put your mind to completely refresh and to completely 
be in the present moment and see things clearly. Um, so I honestly, like, it was such another beautiful thing that this ceremony gave me. So this was uh, easily the best ceremony of the whole six uh, ceremonies, just in, like, it just took away so much fear. It completely fixed my back and shoulders. I just, like, I oh, it was such an amazing, beautiful experience. So that was number four, guys. All right, ceremony number five. Um, oh, my God. All right. So I'm not going to lie. After that fourth ceremony, I was feeling absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I came out of the ceremony. I was glowing. I was like, all right, we got, we're done four. We got two more left, and I got a little cocky. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, all right, we got two more left. Uh, I can do two more ayahuasca trips, no fucking problem. <laughs> I got I got cocky, I'm not going to lie. So I came into this uh, fifth ceremony just like, all right, two more left, no big deal. I can do that with my eyes closed. And um, I, part of the reason I got cocky also was like, I didn't uh, really have any kind of uh, physical purging. Um, aside from the shaking and vibrating and stuff, which is a form of purging. I never, I didn't puke. I didn't go uh, have like diarrhea or anything. I was just like, oh man, like uh, in my head, I was like, oh, my body's so clean. I'm fine. I don't need any of this shit. And uh, so I kind of was a little cocky in that sense too. And uh, this night kicked my ass. All right. <laughs> I, uh, so I took the medicine and uh, within like uh a half hour to 45 minutes it hits me and within an hour i'm like into the medicine and i'm not feeling very well and i'm just like oh yeah yeah and like within an hour uh probably around the hour mark i had to go to the bathroom and now i'm like holy shit like i go to the bathroom and uh i just yeah i guess do my business in the bathroom and uh yeah, I would like. Uh, th I'll tell you, I've never had uh, diarrhea while I'm on um, ayahuasca. You some a lot of times you'll ha do ayahuasca, and the next day you might have a little bit of it, just because this is how the medicine cleans out your body. They'll find like actual impurities and toxins and um, shit like inside your like all over your intestine, everything. I don't know where. Like it just fucking finds this stuff. And, like, sometimes you'll have diarrhea the next day, which was just getting rid of it. And there's nothing, like, you don't really care or anything. It's just, like, uh, you actually are, like, nice. Got that out of my body. You feel good. Um, I always had a fear, though. Like, what if I get this when I'm high? Like, when I'm in the middle of the trip. And uh, I did. So this was an hour in. And, like, this is right when the fucking, it starts peaking on me. And uh, I go to the bathroom and I do my thing. And honestly not gonna lie it wasn't bad like uh, i always thought like oh this fear is gonna be so horrible it wasn't bad at all like i did it um it's not fun like it's not fun going to the bathroom when you're like high on ayahuasca because like if you close your eyes you fucking start like drifting off into who knows where if or you open your eyes like the whole fucking world is vibrating like really really uh high intensity vibrating so like it was just like uh it wasn't fun but like i go to the bathroom did my thing i come back into the ceremony place and we just i lay down i'm like all right let's get through this trip because like now i'm just like really nauseous too and all of a sudden i'm nauseous and like i'm just like oh shit i gotta puke now and like i go and i puke and like, i start puking and stuff into this bucket and i'm just like jesus and i put that down and all of a sudden a fever hits me 
and now I'm just like aching my body and I'm fever, I'm sweating and I'm like all of a sudden I go from sweating to like shivering and then I like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom again. So like, oh my God, this was the worst, worst uh, ayahuasca trip I've ever had. This, so this was uh, like when it comes to my total ayahuasca trips, this was number 12. Um, this was my 12th uh, cer- ceremony I've ever done in my life. And it was easily the worst. I, and I honestly, I kept going to the bathroom. I kept getting fevers. I kept getting chills. The one thing it was showing me the medicine was just like to submit. It was like, um, like it was teaching me about like, hey, like the last ceremony I showed you about your uh, like meditation. I showed you how to get to that point of nothingness and just being there. And like you like to get there, you have to just to submit and like submit to the process. Like, I'm cleaning you out right now. Submit to the process. And uh, that's all I was doing. So I would just keep coming back to my silent point, like my meditative point. And uh, then, like, I would jump out of it because, like, I get a fever. I'm just pain or, like, I puke or, like, I have to go to the bathroom. But then, like, every time I just, like, submit back to that place. So this was what the whole, um, this is what the whole trip was. Um, it was, and like, it was just showing me it's cleaning up my body. Like, uh, you have, like, we dealt with so many of my fears and like emotional, uh, trauma and stuff that I had over the last, uh, four ceremonies. And it was just like, now, like the medicine had so much junk and shit inside my body. Like, all right, it's ready to freaking get rid of it all. And that night it did. And, uh, even the next day. So like I had diarrhea for the next 24 hours, um, where I just like, kept going to the bathroom probably in that 24 hours i went like probably eight or nine maybe more times but um it like it like you i could tell like it was cleaning out my body so it wasn't like anything like oh what the fuck i'm doing it like actually like felt good and like yeah like when you're doing these uh uh, ceremonies like you don't do you, you fast after 1 p.m so like even inside your body there's not a lot of food or anything so you're just kind of like where the hell is all this shit coming from but it, the, it it finds stuff like it really does find stuff in your body and it cleans you out and that's why like uh yeah i had this uh diarrhea and shit for the next 24 hours it wasn't fun and uh that whole uh fifth ceremony sucked hard um but I'm happy for it. And like like I said, it cleaned me out so well that like after it was done and after like the sickness and everything kind of went away, I was just like, oh, I feel amazing now. And uh, I completely understand what the medicine was doing. So that was uh, ceremony number five. All right. And then uh, next day we did the sixth ceremony. This was their last one. And uh, I'm not going to lie, so I went into the fifth ceremony kind of cocky, cocky. I went into the sixth ceremony nervous as hell, like, God damn it, I hope it's not going to give me another one of those uh, um, trips that I had the night before. But uh, honestly, the sixth ceremony just felt like it was wrapping up the whole six uh, ceremonies that I had. And uh, it was so gentle. Like, it was so nice to me. Like, the medicine was just filling me up with so much love. And it just felt like a wrap-up of, uh, like, the whole um, uh, week or week and a half of ceremonies that I was doing. And it was just showing me, um, filling me up with that love and confidence that I needed to, like, take with me as, like, the whole ceremony was done. I I honestly, I felt amazing. Um, 
and uh, I was very, very gentle. Uh, and like, yeah, my whole body just felt great. I <laughs> had that whole uh, Texas kid white thing came up again, and it was just like showing me like, because my body felt great, my shoulders and back. So like, I was just like, uh, my muscles just felt so big, and my chest felt so big, and I just felt so sturdy, and just like as a man who just stands there firmly and like i'm just like okay i'm ready to take on the world and like um it was just like yeah it was just showing me that and it was like showing me like hey be, be, tell you you're because you're a lucky person you're so lucky you should be proud of yourself and it was just like time to go and like take the world by its heels and like i just like hey like i came in with this intention of like confidence and believing in myself and fixing my back pain and it was just like this whole like this whole ceremony was just kind of showing me like pretty much a wrap up of like all the other six uh, five ceremonies before it and it was just showing me like hey you got everything you need and i came out feeling so uh, so confident and having this conviction that like i'm doing like what i'm going to do i'm ready to share i'm ready to be this person i am uh, i'm ready to take this masculine energy i'm ready to go practice crowd work i'm ready to conquer my fears and i'm going to live my life now um, with a lot more of these lessons that I've learned from ayahuasca, all right? And uh, so it wasn't m a lot to say about uh, the last ceremony just because of this. Um, but let me, uh, just to end this uh, whole podcast, like, let me just tell you, if you do ayahuasca, and I, I really do think, like, uh, if you're listening to this, I, I think you should think about trying it sometime. It doesn't matter what your intention is. Like sometimes if you're just curious to see what it is, like uh, do it. Like this thing will help heal anybody. And uh, even if your healing is on a different level than if you have trauma or PTSD or something like I never had any of that stuff. My healing was like fears and stuff. Our culture puts so much fears in us and like we have so much fear that we don't become like the best of who we are and uh one thing ayahuasca does it heals us to become the best of who we are it heals us to it heals us about our relationships it shows us all the people in our lives and how we should be and act around them and how we should uh how we should open up to them and um yeah it shows us uh how to be present in our life pay attention to what we're doing and just live a much better life so i i hope to uh inspire people to try this and um what happens is like people will sometimes say like is ayahuasca a magic uh is it like some sort of magic trick that like you take it and everything's good with you and like no it, it isn't it isn't that all right i know like um i know especially in a western culture we want these kind of quick fixes like that's how our consumerist mind works like I'm going to put my money down to do something and you're going to give me the exact results. Like with ayahuasca, I know a lot of people think about it that way. When I first went down to Peru to the Amazon jungle to do it, that's what I was thinking of. Like I'm going to take this and it's going to fix me and I'm going to be great. Um, it doesn't work like that really. It it kind of does. Like, hey, it will fix you. It'll, it'll put a ton of like confidence and love and like give you all the changes and shit you need to make. But the one thing is like you got to go back to your life and make some of those changes. Um, and you got to have because uh, like, you know, we can go back to our li life and end up falling back into a lot of the same habits. And we, we will we will always do that in a little sense. But 
that's the reason why it's so important to have some sort of uh, spiritual practice, I think, so we can like actually have some of these changes actually stick with us. That's why I say like if you try it out, um, ayahuasca, do some uh, breathing exercises or something before like meditate on your breath. Just because, like, not only will it help you during the ceremony when if it gets a little haywire, you can just always bring your attention back to your breath. But afterwards, you can have some sort of meditation practice afterwards now where you're just mindful of your breath. And you can do that every day that, like, now all these lessons that you learned in the ayahuasca, in your actual um trips when you're doing ayahuasca, you can actually now take them out into the regular life and actually use them. Because, like I said ayahuasca gave me so much this uh these six ceremonies I'm, i feel so transformed and amazing um now i need to like actually take these lessons and do them in life i had so many things i learned and now i have to actually take them and do them in life and i'm i am i've already started doing them and i i know i will do them i have that conviction now so ayahuasca will give you the big boost to start your change and transformation um, but it will never change you. You have to change yourself. All right, guys. Peace and love. Thanks so much. Uh, this is God, yay or nay. Uh, check me out, newerkidy.com. Uh, all my dates and shit like that will be on there. Um, also, all my videos. So, I'm like, hey, if you can subscribe and like me on uh, YouTube, newerkidy. Get me on Instagram, newerkidy. I, I appreciate that. This is where I'm going to be uh, releasing all my shit. Subscribe to my podcast. Uh, if you can leave a rating, that shit helps uh, um, actually get reach more people. And uh, if you know anybody who likes uh, or talks about ayahuasca, please share this video with them or podcast with them. And um, yeah, let's spread the word. Uh, you guys rock. Thanks for the support. Peace.